the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And yes, I do talk about stocks and investing. And yes, I do talk about investing in businesses as you become a kind of an owner. Stocks have been trading for hundreds of years where you get to become an owner of a company. I like owning companies. I'm proud of it. I like saying, hey, I'm an owner of Apple or, hey, I I own shares of Microsoft. I own. I have them. They're mine. Now, some people will go, real estate's better than stocks because look at how great you can make money off leverage. But leverage works both ways. Um, Yeah, you can make a lot of money. The house that I bought in California has made way more money than the house I bought in North Carolina. But the house in North Carolina was way less risk if things go bad. So... I will talk about anything financial. Here to talk to me today with financial issues, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I bring him in as the voice of the common man, but he's also my mortgage lender. <laughs> common man. I, I think that's fair. That's fine. Um, I come across as sometimes as crass and arrogant and sometimes one-sided. So I, I kind of bring you in to provide voice. Um, puppies. Puppies are expensive. Kids are expensive. You have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not cheap, are they? No. Puppies are expensive, too. You, you said something last time, you said, uh, every, every, I think it was off air. You said yeah. everything's a financial decision that you do. Oh, sure. And, uh, it took me a while to figure that out yeah. and, and, you know, cause I would just go and buy something or I, I wouldn't think twice about making, you know, going on vacation or what kind of car I wanted to buy. Now it's just, everything is compounded. Uh, every decision means, okay. It, it, it's exaggerated in retirement, what sure. you do now. And I didn't realize that till a little bit later. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to say that I'm perfectly set up for retirement, but I'm glad I started when I did as yeah. opposed to waiting another five years. Cause that's also exaggerated. I don't want to work in, in my sixties. Yeah. Uh, my dad didn't work in his sixties, but my dad has a great pension, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, but it's exaggerated. And that's the best advice I can give somebody that's younger, that's looking into real estate or any other kind of investments, especially retirement. It's hard to talk about retirement when you're 25 to 30 years old and all you want to do is, is hang out with your friends, right? Yeah. Game. Drink beer. Drink beer. Meet women. Meet women. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, and go to bars and, you know, do this. And, and then somebody goes, yeah, have you thought about your retirement? What's your, you know, have you looked at your 401k? And you're like, well, well keep in mind when we were 25, uh, the people who were talking retirement. Jason Dunn, do you remember him? Uh, absolutely. Um, he wasn't prepared to tell people about financial decisions yet. He pretended to be. And then there was the guy who always got drunk at concerts. Um, Jeff Noonan. Jeff Noonan. Um, he went to Rush. Uh, he took his shirt off. And he had a... takes his shirt off almost immediately. Yeah. And he, he's clearly tripping on drugs. But I don't think he was on drugs. But he looked like he was at a Grateful Dead show. Like, do you remember the, the bush he had on his chest? Yeah. Uh, so. Oh. So anyway, I got a puppy because I financially made a decision. It's expensive. I don't mind doing it. I don't want a third child. Um, It is kind of like a third child, though. It is kind of like a third child. So I just recently named the puppy. And my last puppy was uh, Maisie the Underdog, and she was part of the family. And like I cried when she finally passed a lot. Um, And I still miss her. Um, But the new puppy's name, (laughs) 01110011. 
I think I am the best dog namer in the world. So if you ever see me and my puppy, say, hey, 0111-0011. Call it Vonnegut. <laughs> you really do want to go short in cold blood. Is that code for dog? No, it's um in cold blood. It's it's code. It's binary. Of course. But... I love this song. I think All J could have been a bigger, better band. And to the people that like them, they love them, but they're not mainstream. Kiss me, zero one 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 zero zero one one. So anyway, let's move forward. Um, let's talk real estate because we've already we we talk a lot. And again, I use you as a common man. Um, we talk stocks, we talk real estate, we talk index funds, mutual funds, bonds. I don't own a lot of bonds. Bonds, when I was growing up, was something old people had. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, 2% return's not good enough for me because inflation's 2 to 4%. And the, the more yield you get on a bond, the more risk it has. Later in life, I'll probably do some California munis if I live in California, where I'm not paying income tax on the income it creates. But I'm not there yet. I'm still in the, you know, let's stretch our legs. Did you know... I once got brought in by management because I used, I mixed my metaphors. Instead of saying yourself. stretch my legs, I said, let's spread our legs. <laughs> that is not appropriate. Spread your wings, okay. not stretch your wings. Like, every And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know I said that. <laughs> it was a mixed metaphor. Yeah, you said it again. But, and I, I said it, in, Bye, I, I said it in the context that I got in trouble. So I know better this time, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, the amount of times I've been written up. It's, it's preposterous. It's, well, it's pondering. Know. So let's talk about investing in real estate because you probably see some of that. A lot of people want to do it. I think before you invest in real estate, you should own a home. So you kind of learn the process of what goes into a home. It's costly. Okay. There's repairs that you have to make. There's taxes you have to pay. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. This woman has voice. Same thing with a rental I clearly don't. Find the furniture.com. The taxes and stuff. Right. Well, we're actually seeing more and more people buying homes, uh, investment properties without owning their own primary residence, uh, especially a place like the Bay Area where, you know, $100,000 down payment is uh, not quite 20%. And maybe the payment, I mean, let's say that's an $800,000 house. So you pull in a mortgage on a 700000 that could easily run you in the fours. And you're like, I, I might as well just rent. But what am I going to do with 100000 My 401k is already maxed. Uh, we're seeing a lot more people looking at, in areas uh, that are ch- cheaper. Let's just say Sacramento was a very popular place um, from they 2012 to Sacramento. Sacramento, and they uh, and they're they're getting into investment, but they're renting here. So they, they're you know they're kind of being a telecommute or tele investor in a way. Yeah. Uh, and you get a property management company, and and you, you budget that in the, in the first time, maybe even the second time that you buy a property. But you know, with a, a good salary here, you could come up with that $100,000 and continue buying real estate and then do things like 1031 exchanges later in life. But you could, if, as long it's as you start it's early it's enough. enough. When you make a decision to buy real estate as an investment, and you just talk about Sacramento, Sacramento, do you stop and say, I stop and say, I, I want to buy in an area with, that I would want to live in. I don't want to be a slumlord. I don't want to be anything like that. And every time I drive through Sacramento, Sacramento, I see them eating sticky buns. Like if you stop at a gas station, you just see like this huge man or woman in their car just eating like a sticky bun, like a honey wow, bun. You, wow, wow, wow. I'm like, I don't really want to have property here because it's not my clientele <laughs> per se. Well, at the same time, let's say you went to school at UC Davis. Okay. And you school. 
great school. And they saved my grandparents' uh, koi fish. There you go. Santa Rosa fires. Yeah. And let's say that you, you know, get a job in the Bay Area and then you want to go back into, you want to get in real estate, but you start realizing that you, you, you're not going to okay. buy where you live okay. and you go back to UC Davis and you say, um, you see a property there that you want to buy. Um, maybe you get together with your family or another person to, I think to do that. think what you're talking about. You, 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 you start there. Yeah. What I like about that is UC Davis is close to Sacramento. I don't want Sacramento, even though they've got government jobs and government always grows. It doesn't get smaller. I, I get that. So if I were to buy in Sacramento, I'd probably buy near a courthouse in Sacramento because all the lawyers are up there and they're running for politics and such. And UC Davis, I'd do it because it's a school and schools never get smaller. It doesn't, have, it doesn't seem they ever go out of business. Yeah, we have a client right now doing it for Chico. Uh, but this is kind of reverse. The you know father I, is buying I a house buy in Chico. so his you know why? son can live there. The 1970s TV show, Chico and the Man. <laughs> Chico, don't get discouraged. If you ever go back and watch TV from the 70s, it's awful. It's not funny. There's a laugh track. It's <laughs> Awful. And then the star of that show killed himself. I didn't know it. I never watched it. Okay. It had an old grumpy man. It was kind of like Sanford and Son, but kind of a Spanish Latino American feel. Same thing. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I, I. kind of live with a theory that people are stupid. Payless opened a fake luxury store and they duped people into paying hundreds of dollars for shoes that cost 40 bucks. So they were selling them for 600 bucks, even though they bought them, you could buy them for 40 bucks. <laughs> Payless shoes aren't exactly synonymous with high fashion, but for one night in LA, they were. I think that shows you how stupid people are. I don't understand why people pay $400 for shoes. I just don't do it. I, I don't get it. I get wearing a nice pair of Jordans. I get it. But $400, $800, $1,200 for shoes, I find it to be repulsive. I find those people to be first in line of the Darwinian wood chipper. And I'm thinking about you, Melania Trump, and your shoes. <laughs> and she's the only one I can point to because she's a high-profile president, first lady of the United States. I just think expensive shoes are stupid. What do you think is stupid, Tony? Shoes. Well, come <laughs> well, on. You can't shoes. copy me. Um, man, I want to say cars. I love cars. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, there's, I mean, I, again, we run into a lot of clients that have massive car payments and it just blows my mind. Some people don't qualify for some mortgages because of their car payments. And that just, it just disturbs me. And how often people CFP go Chad to the always... same thing. He says, it's amazing how many people can't fund a 401k, but can fund a $600 car payment. And you've got to fund the 401k first before you do the car payment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've always lived kind of by that. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, you I, I just know me when I had a, a vet. Yeah, the uh, Chevette. Right. right, and my yeah. license plate said my vet on it. And Corvette drivers would get angry at me because they thought I was mocking them, and I was. So I had a Chevette, which is just as nice as a Corvette, because it takes me back to my days. You know, you and I would go to Ocean City or we'd go to, the, like, different beaches, and we'd drive up and down the, the strip, and, like, we were motoring. We were like Sister Christian. We were, the car experience, it didn't matter if it was a Chevette or a Corvette. The Chevette was paid for. It cost me $200 to buy it from my, pop, my father. Yep. It was also called the cancer car, <laughs> the cancer mobile, because he smoked cigarettes in it, and it was disgusting. So, Chad invests in experiences for his family, and motoring, driving down a strip with your buddy, maybe sipping on a little Mad Dog 2020. Uh, yeah, it's called cruising, by the way. It's motoring, if you're from Detroit. 
we're, neither of us are from Detroit. Okay, that's Do you know fair. Detroit's one of the hottest markets right now? I know. I know. And you know who's um, building Detroit up big? Um, um, the guy from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert. Yeah. Um, with Rocket Mortgage, which for the record, Rocket Mortgage is everywhere. And I've got a, I've got a theory. If you see advertising everywhere, it's probably a bad deal. <laughs> Except for like you see Visa Halftime Show. And I'm like, invest in Visa. If I could invest in Rocket Mortgage, I would. Because that guy is buying all of Detroit. Dan Gilbert. So every time someone uses a rocket mortgage and doesn't use you, a local guy, barrierloansource.com, they're basically getting a free agent to Cleveland. Yeah, another like house being bought. Tom Monahan, sure. the guy who used to own Domino's, mm-hmm. owned the Detroit Tigers. I wouldn't eat Domino's pizza. I wouldn't pay for it because every time I did, I liked the Yankees growing up. And you I was thinking I'm buying the wrong a team. I'm, sure. I'm supporting the Detroit Tigers. So. Uh, so are you saying that don't use rocket mortgage if you're a Warriors fan? Yes. There you go. All right. So. Man, and the Warriors are starting to smell bad, aren't they? Yeah, there's something. There's well, something. No. There's something not good going on there. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move forward. Um, what's the steps in a home purchase? Do they still apply? Because you and I used to talk about. Here's what you do to find a realtor. Here's what you do the first steps to buy a house. I feel like that's all gone out the window in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, no, it's not really changed that much. Um, there's what a more I mean, technology involved. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier to search for homes. A lot of people are foregoing, you know, the, the the stages of really building a relationship with the realtor. It's just more of a mechanism. Redfin's kind of changed that. Uh, I talk to Redfin agents all the time, and they they, they sound like robots. They, it sounds like they're reading from a script. Okay. I'm like, well, you know, that's that's okay. And but but in, in a sense, though, if if you've done all the work and you're just using an agent to save a little bit of money or get a better offer accepted um, for the seller, that is. It, and you just want to go through the motions with a professional company, that's fine. I mean, that's almost what you really want is someone who's not going to mess up because there's too, you know, too many, you know, too many hands, you know, in, in the pot. Um, too many emotions are involved and too many mistakes can be made. Um, I'm not saying that I'm a robot, but I've been doing this for a long time. I've been financing for 19 years. I've been in the Bay Area for uh, 14 years. So I, I know the market very well. I know all of the realtors that we work with. Well, I know the processes that we work with. And um, I don't think it's changed as much as you think. Um, I'd like to say that it's getting better. Um, technology has really helped. I, I like where technology is going. Um, but uh, it's just like almost anything out there. There's too much to choose from. I don't know if you've noticed. It's like, where do you feel like you should go to get the right information about buying a house? Um, and there's just too much out there. Well, it's certainly Every, not robots. It's not robots, but you want processes in place. Um, you know, my son. I like large realty realty companies because they offer th- that kind of um, service that you, you really want really? from a realtor. Yeah, I do. Okay. So I like a, an agent who's lived in that market their whole life. I, I like that, but with a, a company that, that I, I has would, the support behind I would prefer a frumpy-looking real estate agent than a hot and sexy-looking real estate agent. Um, you don't have to sell me with your looks or your car. I, when I started looking for uh, houses, you, you zero in on the neighborhood first, right? Um, well, that, you're, you're, you're making your point. You, you were just talking about Rocket Mortgage, for example, and why would you use that service just because they, they're advertising so much? You don't know what you're getting. Just because somebody's a really good advertiser doesn't mean they're a really good realtor. Yeah. Uh, and so so you, you can limit the risk by going with a, a, an established company, somebody who's been in the biz, in that area for a long yeah. period of time. Um, what I don't... What I see often, and, I, and that hasn't changed or gotten better, is people using realtors from that are not from the area that they're buying, uh, and in some cases, large distances. Let, let and, me give you an example of that. The home that I bought eight, nine years ago, 
the realtor that the family, the, the lady was old. She had Alzheimer's. She was going into a home. Her kids, the house was in a trust. They bought it for 40000 It was now worth a million dollars. The realtor they hired was from, um, I think, Saratoga or maybe Los Gatos, who didn't know San Carlos was up and coming. It was going to become Palo Alto North. And she got taken. We, we, we played her. We gave an offer on Tuesday before Easter, and it was our house. Um, which yeah, only happened a, because she was out of, she didn't know the market. That's a good example of how a realtor that knows the market will assist. Probably the, the last that house case. that went for under asking in all of California. And then you used a realtor that lived in the market right. and says, you know, this is a good deal. So yeah, you can see how realtors can play against each other and it may not have been the best advice for the seller, but, um, uh, I, all realtors, the, the ones, even if they're out of the area, are trained and should be working under the same guidelines, uh, which is fine with me. The you know California Association of Realtors really kind of regulates all of this, and that's the Association of Realtors does the same. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like using Rocket Mortgage. I don't like using big firms. I like using someone who's human. Marina and the Diamonds sang a song called "I Am Not a Robot," and my kid loved it. And I'm a big fan of not using robots. Which is interesting because the mortgage industry still hasn't really gotten as robotic yeah. as it could. Um, well, that's kind of the whole point of answering your first question was how has it changed? It hasn't gone towards that that automated mortgage is automated um, uh, buying and selling. It, it, I don't think it will. A robot. It's going to get there. Everything's going to become automated. Everything. Grocery shopping is. You can find Tony Mendez. He's still real and has blood and knows the local markets. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So this is the type of music I listen to, and sometimes I get people confused. Bishop Briggs, Alice Merton, angry women who wear big, thick sole shoes, who march around. Whoa. But bless them. Bishop Briggs and Alice Merton. So Tony Mendez is sitting in with me. He's from BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's my mortgage go-to guy. I got CFP Chad Burton anytime I have questions about financial planning. I got experts that I go to. Good morning. Sometimes I'll ask second opinions. Um. And I know I've known you long enough that I could say things like, do you remember when I used to date a midget with tuberculosis? <laughs> Everyone needs to have a friend you like that. You caught me off guard with that one. Yeah, I do remember. Whoa. Pretty short girl. She, she was the five foot. She wasn't a midget. Really? So, um, with, they call that fun size. So <laughs> I don't know what Pocket that means. Size. I don't know what that means. It's just Halloween candies that are fun size. They're no fun. Give away big candy bars at Halloween. Be that person. Don't do the fun size candies. My kid Huge. got so much candy this year. How did you handle it? Um, we put it in a jar in a cabinet that you can't find, and every once in a while you get some. Okay. So, and eventually it'll go away. I eat a lot of it. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So, um, busting at the seams. Tony Mendez with BarrierLoanSource.com. <laughs> the common man. Well, yeah, I think you're pretty realistic. Um, so there's a lot of websites out there like Realtor.com and Trulia.com and Zillow.com and Redfin.com. And I'll be honest with you, I've, I've kind of bobbed and weaved into them in years past. And like I look at my some of my properties and their values. Um, the one up in Vancouver, I can't find. There's no comparable comps, but Zillow uses comps. So I look at my home and they're using comps of how much square footage a home was sold for recently. And that's how they figure out their values. Um, so it's not exactly perfect. 
one point in time, they had my my home listed as 10,000 square feet. But the lot is 10,000 square feet, not the home. So the home value was like $25 million. They've gotten a lot better. With, oh, have they gotten yeah, better? So you, you, yeah, you're kind of bringing up stories that, you know, like two or three years ago where yeah. Zillow got pounded for having some big variances between their prices and, sure. and a lot of mistakes. But Zillow's really shaped up. I like Zillow a lot. Um, yeah. If I was a, you know, a novice investor and I was starting to do some research about maybe an area where I want to buy a house and look because you can look at home prices, you can look at rents, and you can kind of say, okay, this is how much a place costs, this is what my mortgage will be, and this is how much I can get for rents for this. And you can kind of move back and forth. Zillow's really good with that. Redfin's great for news and and research. Um, I, I don't spend much time on Trulia. Um, so I have a rental property um, in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, every now and then I'll go to Zillow. But I haven't been there in like 18 months to take a look at the property value, see how it's done. Because when I bought it, I bought it at a high and it went lower. Um, then it's roared back. And now I, I haven't looked at it in the last 18 months. You know why? I've got a property management company who manages the renter and I've just kind of divorced myself from caring. Um, I, does that make me lazy? Is that a bad thing? No, I think, I think if, if you're buying the property for the right reason yeah. and, and let's just say that the value isn't as much of a concern as much. Um, I think for a while there, you just want to go, okay, I put some money into this property and I want to see that it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to lose it, but you also have, you, you also bought it for the right reason. So you don't have to uh, do that. You, well, you bought it for the right reasons. And I mean, you did your research, you found the, uh, the community you want to be in. So I think it's just, it's natural to want to follow it. Um, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I have property and I just do not follow it. It's, it's not, I bought it for the right reasons. And well, that's where the property management, if I was going to sell, I'd start property management takes care of it for me. Yeah. I pay too much in my opinion, but they take care of it for me. And now I, now I'm allowed to live my life and pay attention to my family. And not stress of like, exactly. do you see people stress about real estate? Cause I think, I, I think All the they time. have to, right? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've got this woman, Ava, who's my, my kind of point yeah. person. She's awesome. I've met her once and she's exactly what she sounds like. Yeah. She sounds like this. She goes, well, Robert, I can't exactly tell you what to do cause it's against the law. But if it were me, I'd probably run a credit application. And she, she looks just like she sounds. <laughs> Eva Van Aken? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's not yeah. give out too much information. I don't want people cyber-stalking me. But, uh, yeah, she's my property manager, and she works for a big company, and they do a nice job. Every now and then, they're like, you know, Robert, your law needs a little bit of love and tenderness, because there was a hurricane this year that kind of went through Raleigh, and, like, the side of your house is all dirty. I'm like, wait, were you talking about my lawn, and now you're talking about the side of my house? How do you get there? That's why the South lost the Civil War. <laughs> they talk too slow. Well, General, there's... An army over that hill. They're c- 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 coming. <laughs> so that's why the South lost the Civil War. Slow talkers. You know, when I went to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I got breakfast once, I ordered a bagel, and they're like, "You, we can't give you a bagel." They think a bagel's a dog. They still haven't gotten to the times. <laughs> why you can put cream cheese on a bagel? Anyway, I'm totally digressing. Um, <laughs> thank you. Finally, Mike saves me with a rim shot. Oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. So funny. I, I just hurt my ribs. Um, so back to real estate. We know with a realtor, you take time. You get a local person. I think you should use the same person if you can. I think that kind of uh, referral of staying with people is a good thing. If you had a good experience the first time, reward them a second time so to speak, and maybe even ask for a discount. But how about selling a home? 
a little bit tougher in the Bay Area, isn't it? People are kind of... Once they it, get in, they, they don't want to get out. Yeah. You know, one of the uh, – there's an interesting stat the Bay Area holds. Um, it leads in two stats, in fact. It's the Bay Area has the most qualified homes for sale, meaning that in the nation, that means that there are more homes that have equity yeah. Okay, where you wouldn't lose sure. money. Okay. And they also have the least amount of homes that are being listed that are qualified. Or, okay. So, so people like holding their homes. Um, we, they're not you know, cashing in, per se. And, and they're not cashing in, which I find... If we're, I if we're, in, Ve- if we're in Vegas or Tahoe gambling, kind of important to cash in on occasion, right? On occasion. Take your, don't don't take stay your at the table forever. Skim, skim off some of the winnings. Same thing in real estate? Well, you have to remember, people buy homes for... Uh, for to live reason, in, yeah, yeah. and it's a great write-off for the most part. I mean, we we did get some tax re- reductions or tax write-off reductions, and so you you you. It's really hard to mix emotions and money. Yeah, yeah. I think you you probably know this very well, and I I don't know what to say. I don't know what is it an anomaly here in the Bay Area? I don't think so. I think people really like the real estate here. They like the amenities. Traffic's getting worse, but I think that when you with we're just an earthquake away from traffic getting better. <laughs> yeah, or really, yeah. Just you know. And that and then it's too late to cash in. Or Facebook gets regulated by the government and shuts them down, or yeah. splits the company. Facebook will say, "Screw California. I'm, we're not staying here and paying these taxes. We're going to Detroit or somewhere else." Right. So they have a lot of employees here who don't have to be here. And when that changes, traffic will lighten up. It's just like uh, back in 2000 when the tech correction happened. We had like 10 networking equipment companies. Uh, We didn't need 10. We needed Juniper and we needed Cisco. We didn't need Ascend Communications and all the other ones. Um, So anyway, it kind of shook itself out. Open houses. Do you like going to open houses? On occasion, yeah. 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 Do you go to open houses in your neighborhood to kind of see what's going on? I and definitely my neighborhood. I'm not crashing them by any means. Um, sometimes I'm hooking up with a realtor that I know just yeah. to you know in case somebody that I run into, I say, hey, I saw this property. Um, but I, I've been looking at a lot more investment properties. Yeah. Uh, um, those are drying up a little bit though. Um, there, there's still a lot of in professional investors. When I mean professional investors, anybody that has cash. They can buy a property for up to a million and a half or even Open more. Open houses have a lot of rules tied to them. That's what I'm fascinated by. Like, um, realtors put away the drugs and the medications and stuff like that, and you can't have cameras on and stuff like that. There's a lot of rules with open houses. And see, I want to go into my neighbor's houses and figure out what medications are on because <laughs> I've got a little side bets in my life on who's using the most Prozac. No, or- I, I think it's a good idea. Um, you know, I've been in an open house where half the people that showed up were neighbors. They you know, yeah, just wanted yeah. to see the house. Um, oh, I've always wanted to see this house. And, you know, they, I, I don't think they're What's being nosy. That? I don't. I just don't think they're being nosy. I think they're just, you know, they, they wanted to have some sort of comparison to what they're doing. One, something that's interesting about when you do a... For example, a um, you're trying to sell your house or, or you're refinancing. You get comparables when you do the appraisal. They don't see the inside of the comparable houses. So this is like one of the few opportunities where you actually go in there huh. and, and see somebody else's house and see what they've done. I always like that. And I'm I'm a house guy. I, I I get into you know this type of improvements and upgrades. So one of the things that I like about buying a home, and I still love this, is the inspection report. <laughs> and I get the inspection report even wow. if I don't have to. I like paying someone two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars to like tell me everything. Like, yeah. I'm not a man's man. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a gentleman. Well, I'm. A, I'm. A, I mean, a, it still catches me off guard. Uh, I just bought a property uh, out of state, and 
uh, when I walked through the property, I was like, okay, this place looks great. Oh, you know, yeah. and I, I thought I did a great job. And then I got to the report and I was like, oh, I missed out, I missed out, I missed out, I missed out, I missed out. And you're like, all of a sudden, you know, and, and in this state, they, they actually allow for a certain allowance for the, the seller, say up to a certain amount that they'll pay for any of these inspection repairs. In this case, it was less than a thousand dollars. So I was very happy with it. And, uh, but I've seen them a lot more. We were doing a place down in San Diego right now. And the guy you got, you know what had, San Diego means, right? It stands for whales genitals. <laughs> I'm kind I don't of, know. You know. <laughs> kind of I'm very important. Well, with that said, so he got a home inspection, and then on and for, that was given to the 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 lender, and the lender came back and said, "Well, on this inspection, it says something about the foundation." So they had to go out and get a foundation report, and then they found like twenty thousand dollars in repairs. So inspections are really healthy for your transaction. In my so, opinion. by the way, that whale commentary came from Ron Burgundy, Anchorman, sure, sure. and I really don't think that's what it means. <laughs> but you can find Tony Mendez if you want to find my mortgage lender. He'll help you with deals, refinances, finding properties. Uh, he's got some good connections. He knows the industry well. Like I know financial planning and financial experts. Uh, we all have our strengths. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at NewFocusFinancial.com. A lot of downloadables, a lot of good um, blogs and other stuff there. You can find it at NewFocusFinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I would be crushed if I didn't automate my bills. We were last leaving off talking about home inspections and how much I love them because I'm not a man's man. I don't know when a roof needs to be replaced. To me, a roof looks like a roof. And yet my neighbor could look at it and goes, because he does home inspections, he can look at it and go, well, Rob, it looks like it's got about five years left on it. I'm like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know anything. So I, I like the home inspection reports, and I'll probably get a home inspection report every 10 years on the house, because when the hot water heater goes, I'd rather know about it a year in advance than come home from vacation and find out there's hot water everywhere. Um, same thing with escrow. You know, um, I got the new place, the second home, and my taxes that I have to pay to the state are escrowed, my property taxes, um, my money that goes to the insurance company for homeowners insurance is escrowed. I love having all that automated. How often do you find people like me that would prefer everything automated, don't have to think about it, versus, no, let's keep the mortgage payment as low as possible, and I'll pay my taxes every year, twice a year, on property taxes? Yeah, That would drive me crazy. It's 50-50. That's really? the best way I can say it. Yeah. 50-50. Some, some older people are old school. And they like to do it on their own. Some older people like the convenience and don't want to mess with it. I, so it, it and it, that's same thing for younger people. It's fifty fifty. I would, it's not an issue. Um, escrows are kind of boring. It's not it, it's not mandatory unless right. you're putting less than twenty percent down. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, yet, it's ten percent down. Yet it's um, important for me. Is that um, interesting? Well, it's it's it is an extra thing that you would have to do. Right. I, mean, I don't think you can automate paying your taxes if you don't have them escrowed. So I think that if you do like uh-huh. everything automated, that's the way you go. The problem we run into most uh, most of the time is that you have to prefund that account. Let's say that you hey, own a house right now, you don't right. you're not escrowed, and then you want to start an escrow account. You have to prefund it so they have enough money in that account plus your payments until the sure, next yeah. tax payment. And well, I that's love that where, a financial institution does it for me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a certain convenience behind it. I like the convenience. So um, let's talk about the thing that I hate the most about your industry. You're in the mortgage industry. You're with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Closing costs. 
why is the closing cost so complicated? And why is there a line item for, again, it's like reading your cable bill. When you read your cable bill, you get become very, very angry with the government. It's like, there's too many, like I'm paying for internet access in the suburbs. And you're like, why am I paying that? And then you're also paying $5 well, a month for local sports fees. A lot of people work backwards. Just like you look at the bottom line, you're like, oh, why am I paying so much? And then you start going into the itemizations and that's where you start going, oh, this is kind of boring and why are there so many? Yeah. Um, it's full disclosure. Yeah, I guess All so. Right, so you start there. Make sure and, like your home is um, like, you know, Dodd Frank and Harvard Respa. And, and the you know, there's you know Tilla Truth and Lending um, Integrated Act. Uh, these these are here to protect you. It's full disclosure. There's you know they, you they have, have the loan estimate, and then you have the close. You know the but so the closing costs are. But isn't the title industry kind of a racket? It is. Okay. It is. Um, sorry if you're in the in the business, but. It's something, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to get into it. I think I might be crossing some lines here, but, um, that's fair. It's, uh, the title company is, is one of the fees you have any transaction you can have on a purchase. You'd have like 20 different entities that are involved up to, all right. That's not typical, but let's say, say 10, you know, your warranties, your inspections, and you have your interests, your escrows, your title company, your, your appraiser, um, and then any inspections that you do, you might have a contractor involved, you have the seller, the buyer, the, the, the realtors, both sides. Um, then you have your loan guy, then you have a lender. Okay, and, and it just goes on and on and on. But, yeah. but those, every one of those has a cost, and that's another line item. And some, I, I yeah. hate it. So. I hate it. The whole process infuriates me. Or you me. can just look at the bottom line. And, and, sometimes, and sometimes that's why I want an attorney to sign legal paperwork for me, because so I don't have to see everything that I'm paying. You feel nickel and dime with closing statements. Sure. Get a power attorney. You can have somebody else do it. <laughs> oh, it yeah. is kind of a boring topic. I, 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 you know, Bringing something up like closing costs, uh, I think most people are like, oh, how, how do I reduce my closing costs? Because uh, you know they're going to be there. Last thought that I want to bring up because we're wrapping up. What return should people expect on investment property? Should Ooh. they expect cash flow? Should they expect equity to grow? Should they expect wow. what would you look for? Let's say let's use a big round number like a five hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar house. I would start looking at your rate of return on your investment, your ROI, um, and work backwards from there. This is how much I want to get on my rate of inv- my rate of return. And Chad, if you, if Chad you, and I see so many people that have a two million dollar house that's renting for. F- $40,000 a year. I'm like, that's not, you're getting 2%. Yeah. You're not getting, yeah. You, so you, so that's the other way to look at it. You have a ton of equity in your property and it's not, and you're only getting this much rate of return, but you, you really want to look at your initial investment to start and see what kind of rate of return. And if you get some equity out of it, great. I don't see a lot of investors that are buying investment properties, hoping that their property value goes up so they can sell it and, you know, pay taxes on the money that they make. And they're usually doing it for a stream of income. So you, you want to look for positive cash flow. And then turn that into a rate of return and see how that works. That's where we were talking about Zillow, how you can make a comparison of rent rented properties to buy properties and how much they rent for and figure out with your down payment what your payment will be with the taxes and insurance and maybe factor in some maintenance. We've we've done some great spreadsheets that show people if this is this is what your rate of return is with this down payment, with this rate, with this purchase price, with you know, and, and it works. You need something like that if you're gonna go in and invest in, in into investments. In investments in real estate, I know some people that own raw property, and I'm always like, why? Why don't you put a house on it? Why don't you put a renter on it? Why do you put tents on it? Why don't you put like a commune on it, a hippie commune? I don't care. Why don't you grow weed? Whatever. There's no return on investment if you just own the raw land, and I see a lot of people do it. because, And they'll say something like this. Well, they're going to put a metro line in or BART line My in. My value will go up. Or, It'll go up yeah. and down the road. I'll develop it in 20 or 30. And I'm like, you're going to hold it for 20 or 30 years and get nothing? Yeah. 
And yet it's very, very common. You can find Tony Mendez. He can help with all of this stuff at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. <coughs> Excuse me. I got tuberculosis. You can find me. Oh, it's the Black Long, actually. Don't worry about me. It's just the Black Long. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. You can find some downloadables at NewFocusFinancial.com. Again, Tony Mendez is my mortgage lender, a good friend of mine. He's known me a long time, so there's a lot of trust and relationship there. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.